Stop it. Not in the grand scheme of things. No. If you can maintain around three to five pounds, yeah. about 25 pounds, you, you're doing well. And then eventually you might go, okay, I want to lose a bit more. I'll go into it again. Yeah. After you've maintained it for three, four, Well, that's five, the thing. Once, this is the place, say, with the education, isn't it? It's give more, give more, give more to, sorry, give more, give more, give more to our members um, and educate them more on it. So then they can dip in and out and pick and choose when they want to be in that deficit. You know, like they'll know, oh, right, I've got holiday coming up in six months' time. Mm. Right, so if I start now, but if, if I schedule in, so you, obviously you need to be planning it. Like, it's like anything. You've got a plan where you're going to have, say, events on. Um, even during COVID, you know, you could have like a, a Zoom christening or whatever. Um, if you know you've got that coming up and you're going to have a few drinks or you're going to end up having a bit more food, you need to put that into your plan. You need to acknowledge that that's going to be there. It's not a sticky wicket. It's not an obstacle. You just add that in. So that's going to be a maintenance day. Even if you go into a bit of a calorie surplus, take that away from earlier days in the week, take that drop down by 10% and come into it. Once you've educated them on that, they can use that for the rest of their life. Yeah, people are very short-sighted, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Every six-week programs. Yeah. Now, the more, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm like, why the fuck do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But it, we should sort of not do the six-week You've, got, you've got to go. There's not, there's not wrong with it. it. There's not wrong with it if you do it as a, rather than a six-week program. It's more of a... You need to have goals. Yeah, of course you have. Now, I'd say a six-week is a good time frame. You're going to see results, yeah. is it, if you do it? It's a good time frame. But that isn't the epitome. No, not the, that isn't the holy grail. That is not going to be your goal done. Because like you say, I mean, it goes back to that James Clear book we're on about before, Atomic Habits. People will ask me, how long does it take to make a new habit? Or how long does it take to do this? How long does it take for me to lose 10 pounds? How long will it take for me to lose a stone? That, that's entirely down onto you. The day-to-day things. Day-to-day things. So, James Clear record, it's not about how long it will take you to create a new habit. It's about doing the repetitions. So, you know, it's fine, well, me and you know. If you do eight repetitions, take your rest, do five sets of that. If you do that over the course of, say, six to eight weeks, that particular muscle is going to get stronger. So think of your habit or, um, well, yeah, think of that new habit that you've put in to, re- to replace that, the, the bad habit. You've now got to make that stronger. It's not just like anything. It's not a miracle cure once you do it once. It's not just going to work forever. Yeah. There is, like I say, you've got to work on it and work on it and work on it. Like I say, if we educate people on how, like, like I said, you don't, Martin McDonald again, he put that post well before, I think it was about October, November. Fat loss is simple, it's not easy. And, you know, that probably hits the nail on the head 150%. Yeah. It's not all the information's there. You just need to eat less calories. Keep your protein high so it makes you feel fuller for longer. And then obviously you're looking after your muscle. Then the resistance training comes in to build lean, healthy muscles. And then when we get older, Less likely to have osteoporosis, obviously the reduced rate of sarcopenia and all that type of stuff. Then you're looking at hip replacements. You know, you're less likely to have all them things due to the resistance training. Mm-hmm. 
But if we can educate them on them simple basic principles of fat loss and they take that with them, then, you know, they've got that forever. It's then up to them to do it. Yeah. It's uh, same stuff like when we were saying before about the younger people not having them, them values when the, they all look at the, they look at results and they go, okay, that person went to the gym to get them results. I'll go. So they go and they realize the day-to-day things they have to do to get to that thing. It's like process. You need to love the process in order to get to the end result. If you don't love the process, you're not going to get that end result because you're just going to be miserable, especially with things like it's as slow as body fat and um, muscle building especially. Um, if you don't enjoy the process of going to the gym, feeling that burn every time you go to the gym, or you're not going to build muscle. You love getting that protein up. You're not going to build muscle because you're not going to do it long enough to ensure that you actually get the results. With building muscle, it's obviously you take. With fat loss, you can see, well, depending on how big your calories is, you can see every day, you can see every week, uh, every two weeks or so. But muscle building, you're not going to see it for six, eight, 10 to 12 oh, weeks. Yeah. Depending on on how like how much you train, how much you how much protein you have, but um, it's yeah, people just don't look at the the day to day things that they have to do in order to get the results they they want, and that's the that is the be all and end all. Yeah, but it comes back though to not overwhelming them. As soon as you start giving them a load of things that they've got to change, it's like we're saying when we go back to person walking through gym door for the first time you're not going to say to him right calories this you've now got to count them you're now restricting all takeaways all alcohol all this all that all that that's when it just goes jesus and they're not going to do it so i mean you always said it best to me there'll always be one thing that you just need to change and it goes back to that it involved that book i can't remember now uh dan keller or something like that thomas keller yeah keller keller wasn't it thomas keller one thing yeah well, but do that with every aspect of your life just focus on one thing so something i've been going on a minute has been following a, a, an entrepreneur business chat on facebook it's called uh, dan meredith he'll do a on a sunday like i put a post up about the week you just do a brain dump he calls it so write everything down on a sunday night so i tend to do it here when we're just banging hot food up get everything all down on a list print it off and then highlight which ones are of first priority. And then you give yourself three of them to five of them a day in your diary, but schedule it in and then just shut everything off. So social media, turn the laptop. If you don't need it on, turn it off. So it might be something of, um, I don't know, write up, say two educational videos for my clients that could maybe take 45 minutes to an hour, an hour and a half. So I'll just block out an hour and a half and that is all I will do. I'll focus on it. You focus on that one thing, you realise how quick results will come elsewhere. You yeah. get more done. Because, uh, I can't remember. Oh, that was the one thing, but the domino effect. Yeah. Once you do one, yeah. you do another, you do another, you do another. That's where it's important of just, like I said, setting the time apart just to do one thing. Yeah. You'll probably guarantee you'll go, you'll do that job in half an hour and you'll go, oh, um, I've got this long to do, bang. You'll do that. You'll be like, oh, that's what you're saying. It comes back to 
everyday people, busy people, working people that haven't got obviously all this money where they can go and have that luxurious lifestyle of having everything cooked from the, the PT and obviously everything like we we're saying before about that Miami lifestyle where they've got everything there to achieve this 4% fat yeah. body image that probably isn't achievable for them. So if these everyday people just focus on one thing, it might be some like you say, putting your trainers by the door, doing a five minute walk, just start off with that. Yeah. Just do that. It doesn't have to be every day. You just start off with that, right, that's three times a week, that's four times a week. And then just start adding it in. If you can't do something, make it easier. Yeah, and incorporate yeah. something. That, that is what people want. They want everything easier. Or they want the easiest way out of everything. But the problem is, is that if you make it too easy, I said, uh, okay, we're going to build a habit of going to the gym, say I'm online, so they're not going to my gym. And they go, I'm really struggling to get to the gym. Okay, well... Um, how about you get in a car and drive to the gym? Go in if you want. If you don't, mm. you, they'll go, okay. But I would say, yes, it's simple, but are they going to feel good about doing that? Probably not sat in the car driving. Exactly. So I go, right, I'm, all right, I'm sat in the car. All right, are you going to go in? Mm. Don't really feel like it. Okay, good. Well, you've, you've done your, your job for today. Go on. Yeah. Go do the same again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Okay, same thing tomorrow. And eventually they'll go, well, if I'm coming here, I might as well pop in the gym. All right, we'll pop in the gym five minutes. Go get a dumbbell, do 10 squats. Go on then if you want. And then for guarantee, probably when they do 10 squats, they'll come out, just do some more reps. And they'll go, oh, what else can I do? And you'll go, oh, well, here's the plan. Here's another two exercises you can do after that. It's 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Get to habit. Eventually, once they've got them habits, like I said, They'll probably get, once you start going, they'll get that upping motivation. But we've actually worked on the habits to get them there. So hopefully, even when they feel so crap, they'll start thinking again, oh, I'll, I'll just drive to the gym. Yeah. And they'll get there and they'll go, well, I might as well go in. And that'll be the, the habits that they build up. I was, I was going to say this before, but it's a, but it's a really good point. So I thought I'd bring it back in. But like, if someone went, like, people would be happy with 30 pounds loss in a, in a year. Oh. as a body weight so if you went okay that's two stone it's two stone isn't it just just over oh. just over two stone you go yeah brilliant what do you have to do okay well you only need to be in a 550 calorie deficit per day for 30 weeks of the year you can go maintenance or slightly over surplus or finger to, to figure it out oh. you only need to be in a calorie deficit for 30 weeks of a year so you can do it more some days you can do it less some days you can do it for this can you do that? They'll probably go, yeah, I can do that. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> so, like, but people look at it and go, oh, I've got a week. They feel like it's a, a big, massive deal. But when you put the whole year into it, say 54 weeks, you only got 30 weeks or a year. The rest you can be okay with. So you can literally have a calendar and just every time you lose weight, you can just tick it off and go, all right, well, I've lost five pounds this week. So five, five ahead already. And you go, oh, I haven't lost this week, so I'm just cross. You go, but as you look at it, you wouldn't look at that calendar and go, oh, that's a successful year, would you? Mm. Oh, unless I said so. This is well, a yeah. calendar every week. I guarantee people look at that and go, God, there's a lot of X's on there. I can't, yeah, have, I can't, so. have, I can't have very good results. Mm. You go, well, you've lost 30 pounds. And you go, it's two and a half stone or two and a bit stone. Yeah. I did it myself. But like I say, going back to the uh, 
six-week program. Um, started running on on the what we on now? On the fourth. Um, so obviously we redid our measurements. Me and the uh, obviously the members um, did them on Monday. Now I was quite surprised. Again, just do them because you never know. I had three days in there where, well, no, two two days I went up to a maintenance and one just completely did not track at all. Um, but still lost. I was down by three kilos, four and a half centimetres off my waist and one and a half off my hips. Yeah, I haven't tracked in a long time. Yeah. Don't. You get you get to a point where you know what, like, I'm in quite an easier position because obviously I've got the kitchen. So I can look at my calorie information on the tubs. Yeah. Sort of roughly know what protein and target I need to be in. Sort of know what calories am I in. I still put it into my app though, just to be sure, because I then have two shakes a day and then might go on. If Shannon's had a bit of a long day where we might have a glass of wine as well. So then that goes into it. Obviously it's then just like I say, making them choices. I know that my meals are high in protein, but I then know if I go home and I'm maybe limited on my calories, I could either have a gin and lemonade or Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, something like that, because it's lowering calories and save a glass of wine. You can, over time, again, going back to the same with Martin McDonald over 20 years, you learn what's what. So I know that a spirit in a diet mix is better for me than a pint of Guinness yeah. or a glass of white wine. Well, then you would never stop having a Guinness. Obviously, when you're in the pub, you'll go, yeah, I'll have a Guinness. I'll have a Guinness. <laughs> I've not been in the pub. Exactly. <laughs> um, you're not going to say no to it because you understand. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the pub. Mm. I don't care how many beers I'm going to have. I'm with me, mate. Yeah. Obviously, you're, uh, you're in a good position because you're not exactly like, overweight. Healthy, no. when people are overweight, I think that I think that's the problem that people might have with me and you because obviously maybe we've never necessarily been in that unhealthy stage. Yeah, well, but that's the people we work that's with. That's what they think, anyway. Well, yeah, but of course we have been. Jesus Christ, me back in last year, two businesses. It's in a national crisis lockdown, probably on the verge of a um, what is it? Lack of money. Um, no, not bankruptcy. The national <laughs> lack, of, lack of money. Oh. Oh, the country's going bankrupt, isn't it? What's it called? Recession. Recession. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Tell me I'm bankrupt. There's not many, um, there's not many people who, uh, who've had to get corrected by me for the grammar. I know, mate. Cheers. <laughs> I feel, I feel I'm disheartened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a recession. So, you know, yes, obviously I'd have that. I'm still a human being. Um, but like I said to a couple of my clients, I then prioritized, so again, going back to all that, I prioritized my members over my own health and fitness and my own nutrition. So as long as I kept these guys happy and kept them assured that there's things in place if we're going to another lockdown, like this time, it's like what we were saying before, the first lockdown, because there was that much uncertainty, and even the second one really in November, I had people asking if... Um, they could maybe alter the memberships or pause the memberships and stuff like that. You know, they just needed reassurance. Whereas this lockdown now, I've not had anybody ask me that. Because mm. obviously, you know, we've, I've reassured them that we can still get the results away from the gym, yeah. which is what I was doing just before Christmas. But I knew that, so I'd go up, I might have three, four, five cans of Guinness. Um, but I knew fine well that when it comes to, when I'm ready, 
I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Hence now, I'm tracking all my stuff. Yes, I didn't track the other day, but I knew, well, I've got three meals in there. One was 65 grams of protein, one was 30, and the other one was 42. I know I've got there a good, well over 100 grams of protein, and then I'm going to have two shakes a day as well there. Yeah, it's... Um... Like I, I always say to my clients, like, yes, there are all these different methods of tools. Uh, yeah, tools, methods to to get the the results that you want. But you have to be in a calorie deficit. Yeah. Everyone knows. Uh, but there's several ways of doing that. Now, I always would get them to, or I would say to them that you should probably track your calories to see where you're at. There'll be a point you will have to track. Yeah. Whether you whether it's keto, you can even though it's keto, you can still count calories. Yeah. If it's vegetarian, vegan, obviously people have the opinions of vegetarian and vegans, the reason why they do it. Um, but you can still track your calories, figure out where you're at. If you're not losing weight for three, four weeks, you're not in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So you need to track your calories, see where you're at, see what's throwing you off. Um, and then obviously you can make little changes to your diet then. Now, it doesn't need to be weeks, 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 weeks. You might, I might say, right, just track one day and let's see where you're at, or let's track one day and a weekend. Usually that's the, the time. Uh, but then even if they track, they don't necessarily tell the truth. No, do that. But they're, they're... are they conscious eaters? Are you even eating conscious, uh, in a conscious state where you actually know what you're having? Yeah, I think, I'd say, again, the main demographic of people that I'd say I've found struggle most with that is, is women who work in offices. Because um, you'll find everyone's got a birthday, it seems to be every day of the week. Mm. Or there's a box of chocolates or something on the reception desk and they'll walk past and they'll just eat them, but they're not realising they're eating them. The next thing you know, if there's... 47 calories roughly in one of them little chocolates mm. yes i know that um <laughs> you have 10 of them 470 mm. you know that is that's lit that what yeah. like what we're saying before that is that one thing that needs to change well at the end of the day they go i'll just have one yeah. and you track that yeah, like, that's when that's why it's no good tracking your habits if you're not conscious of your bad habits that you're currently doing so if that's why, oh, what do they call it? Point and um, point and say, point and shout, something like that. I think that was in James Clear, actually. Point and shout. Um, that it, it, it actually made them become conscious of what they were doing. So they pointed and said, I'm going to eat that. Yeah, it's true. Sweet. Then obviously they're becoming conscious of doing yeah. it. That's why, like, I think that biscuit tin. If it's on the side, you can unconsciously open it, eat. Fine. But if you put it away, adding that extra step, again, you're becoming conscious of that. And if you want to eat that biscuit out of there, that's fine. As long as it goes back in there and you shut the door again. Mm. But if you keep it out, you're going to just get back into your old habits. Yeah. So just having that, having that extra step of opening the door to actually get to it, making it harder, that's going to make you conscious. Of you could take that one step further and say, why even have them in the house in the first place. Yeah. If you're wanting something like that, you've got to walk to a shop. Yeah, I think the, the USA kids. No, kids don't eat biscuits. It's the greatest so thing. They, it's they, the, like, they like biscuits. Like great, greatest else. thing in their life and the biggest downfall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they always, always bring kids up. They're like, kids don't need biscuits. No. They, 
they enjoy having biscuits like you do. It's the same. Make it a thing where you all walk to the shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a healthier thing to do. You go right, you get one one chocolate, not share bag. Don't be a fat bastard. One bit, uh, one thing you know how many calories in it. Doesn't matter with the kids about calories and stuff like that, but you've got to understand. Obviously, it's very good to educate them about. Okay, this isn't bad. Like, enjoy it, um, and tell them obviously why you eat your greens and uh, what protein is, and but well, you don't even need to go into that detail. But, but obviously, you say, oh yeah, enjoy that chocolate, great. Yeah. Just, just like start, yeah, just give them variety. Yeah, if you have a full diet of broccoli, unhealthy. Yeah. If you have a full diet of chocolate, unhealthy. Yeah. You're not getting the nutrients that your body needs. There's loads of different. I think, yeah, I'd say that that's the key with kids is just focus on nutritious, dense foods. So make sure when you're plating up their food, make sure there is a source of protein, a source of carbs, and veg. Um, And then allow them that treat at the end. But, you know, it's then thinking about at what point do you stop that treat at the end? Because then that treat, they're going to expect that then every single, or say if they have it after dinner every meal oh, sorry every dinner every day of their life when they get into their teenage years or when they get into early 20s they're still going to have that treat after the dinner because that is their trigger i've had my dinner i need my treat yeah i've had story. my dinner i need my treat uh, one of my clients told me that someone had a real problem with the weight and went to a psychiatrist um and they figured out that it was the she said, oh, I don't mean to be racist, but I don't think it is. Just saying she was Irish. So obviously potatoes were quite, um, were used quite a lot within the diet. And obviously, well, the potatoes are bad, but obviously she would have quite a lot on her plate, which yeah. means calories were high. And then um, she would, her dad would praise her for finishing her meal all the time. Yeah. But obviously as time went on, then meals got bigger, bigger, yeah. and bigger and bigger. And then, obviously, she she would do it all the time because she had that constant praise of doing it. It was just a, it was a habit, a good habit. Obviously, when you're younger, but kids always keep, want appraisal off the parents. Though. If you keep doing it, that's when it's gonna come a problem. If it starts affecting your life, i.e., becoming overweight and healthy, yeah. that is a bad habit. Yeah. Uh, it might be a good habit if obviously there's loads of veg on the plate. You got a bit of bit of carbs and stuff so like I said um, well it's not calorie dense is it it's less nutritious dense. yeah nutritious so you have all that nutritious foods and then you obviously it's low in calories so they can have a lot of it if they eat all the plate up it's great you know there's not that many calories on it it's mm. not going to affect the weight yeah, it's only a it's only a bad habit when it affects your life yeah in a bad way yeah depending on whatever your results or goals are I used to do it as a kid used to see size of my dad's plates and thought I could do it eating like whole cottage pies. <laughs> when you get into sort of a habit of doing something, there is a, uh, so what did I do it with? Well, let's say my hot dogs. I always have hot dogs though. So you and your roll on hot dogs. <laughs> so I don't have my hot dogs, but every time I would do it, there's always be a little bit more. So like, I started with yield hot dogs, eight of them, small ones. All of a sudden, I've got the bigger ones. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm having um, 
four, four buns, and then I'm having more butter on it. Every time I seem to have more butter on it. And then, so it's just that habit has turned into a bad one because yeah. I'm just progressively yeah. adding stuff. That's what we used to do when I was a chef. You don't, you get your bowl of chips, like, obviously, because you, you're brushing about. You might get a split, so you're meant to be between like half two and five, not being work, but obviously you've got cleaning and bits of prep, and if you've got nothing to do at all, then yeah, you can go, but nine times out of ten, there's something to do. So we just end up snacking on some chips. Everyone would get like a bowl of chips each, but then next thing you know, cheese is hanging on top of them. Then next thing, the gravy's hanging on top, and it's like, oh, what else can I put on this? So now I used to start, even though I'd have my chips, my cheddar, my gravy, it'd then be blue cheese, black sticks blue cheese on top then it might have been a little bit of mayo yeah. or some sour cream or a, a a soft cheese yeah a habit that became a bad habit yeah. because just over time it just yeah, got yeah, a little bit worse and obviously I was but that, that there is a prime example of triggers there is triggers left right and centre in the kitchen yeah you can't you can't hide you cannot in a, in a professional kitchen you are not going to hide away from it so you know do, You've got to think about your environment and even your occupation as well. Can can you? I think that's the the thing with us as well. And I do find the more and more, um, or as time's going on, shall I say? And like I say, I'm getting a bit older, I feel more comfortable talking about things. I find people are I'm having more in depth conversations with, say, clients or people that are messaging me regarding training and nutrition. That we as personal trainers, we've got to remember that personal element is first. And sometimes we have got to get into a really deep conversation. Sometimes you have got to say to them, maybe you need to change your job. Maybe you need to change your relationship. Maybe you need to do this. There are going to be triggers in your life which are affecting you in a negative way. It might not be a nice choice that you've got to make, but it might be a choice that you will have to make for your health, for your own, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'd say the, game, the, but the main thing is obviously where people are. You can quite see, like, say they're emotional eating mm. because of stress and all that. And you're like, I would go and see a, a psychiatrist about it. Yeah. Having that, that personal sort of talk. Because they go, psychiatrist, and goes, oh crap, I think you. All the, I think probably the most successful people in the world oh, yeah. have psychiatrists. They've got to like, vent the problems out somewhere. In America, it's not a big deal. No, it's not. For some reason, it's still like more of a big deal here than it is. It's because it's not been brought over it properly, no. has it? And just wait until England's Americanized it. and then They really just get you understanding why your brain's doing what it does. And then once you understand it, then you are more conscious of it. And then you can obviously go and make changes to your life, i.e., could be change a job, could be saying no most of the time because you're saying you're stressed because you've got too much work. So they would say, go and see your boss and say, I have too much work. We need to delegate it somewhere. And if they say no, you've got to say, okay, well, I can't do this job because yeah. there's too much work for one person. Yeah. You've got to have that honest opinion, but too many people get walked over. And um, I think people just like need that. to take more ownership. And that comes with any walk of life. Yeah, take on the responsibility. And, some, and again, something massively gets talked about in, I think that's James Clear as well, um, being proactive rather than reactive. If it, however, an emotion is just, it's, it's, it's a trigger for you to do something. So 
say, we'll say me and you, for example, say with how the lockdown situation has gone, um, you could have got overwhelmed, a bit deflated, sat back and blamed Boris. Yeah. I'll openly admit I've got a bit abusive towards Boris during it all. But then when I realised, well, no, there's things I can do to change it. So, like, obviously, not, well, then, yeah, you, you use me. So, like, when, when the first one came in, yes, I was rather, not, I don't mean emotional crying in the shower. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. Why are you picturing me in the shower? Oh. <laughs> um, I only have speedos. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I was angry, pissed off frustrated, felt inadequate to even say. Like, you, you just feel like, well, I'm putting all this effort in, what the hell? Mm. Now, you could have, yes, sat back and blamed Boris, which I did maybe for a few weeks, or you use that emotion as not something to define what's going to happen to you. You take responsibility of the situation, and then you change your situation. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's a big issue with PTs, because... When they sign up to PT, you think, oh, they're going to be the miracle worker. When in fact, you're only seeing the PT. A good PT will educate you on nutrition and will tell you. Yeah. I think a good PT, like both Every, me and you, me, me and you have done in the past and we've openly come out and said, you're not going to lose weight in the gym. You're going to lose it at home yeah. with your nutrition. Not going to say just in the, like that used to be a thing as well about six years ago. You don't lose weight in the gym. Oh, results aren't made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. Yes, to an extent, I agree with that. But not all nutrition comes down to just the kitchen. It's not just the food you're cooking. It's like we've said about the triggers. It's all the habits and the new, um, the mindset stuff that comes yeah, with it. It's, it's you, a simple you have, process, but oh, yeah. it's simple to understand, but it's not easy. To yeah, there's, there's so many things away from nutrition. Like imagine a big spider down. <laughs> nutrition would be in the middle, but you've got thousands of stuff that have come off that. That is going to affect a nutritional choice. Yeah, I could have a bad phone call today, and next thing I know, I'll go home. I'll, I'll have another meal here. I'll go home. I'll have another meal, and then I might have a few beers. Yeah. Or because of that, well, no, I'll take responsibility. What What happened in that phone call? Can I change something about that? Can I alter something about that? You know, you've got people have got to start taking responsibility, and I'd say they've got to start doing it now more than ever. I think what's happened is everyone's got very comfortable being comfortable and now this has come about that nobody nobody knows this was going to or nobody knew this was going to happen and nobody knows how to deal with it everyone's trying the best some have done it better than others new zealand um but we we have got to take as individuals have got to take responsibility and change our whole perspective of it or perception of it, and, ch and change our lives by ourselves. No one's going to do it for you. Yeah. And, yeah, so get off social media and stop sharing shit, people. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people take this, like, they say, oh, you're PT, oh, what PT are you with? Oh, well, yeah, I never got results because uh, you sort of make something up. I don't know what it'll be. You go, well, I educated on you. I've, I've put loads of time into talking to you about it. If the workouts aren't for them, they're not for them. You can't do anything about them. Oh, yeah. Like, if they don't like strength training, then they go ahead. Yeah, that's... Even yeah, though that's, it is the best thing to do because it's going to help you later along in life, um, it's not good for fat loss, but it will help you be strong. And obviously, metabolism and, and muscle mass 
obviously. I think big. that's what someone, someone big like Martin McDonald, James McNeese, should just come out and say, exercise is not good for fat loss. And put it in huge, mongous, massive words yeah. and just say it out to everyone. Yeah, but... And I don't yeah. mean saying that exercise is bad for fat loss. <laughs> no, that's what they're saying. That's they need what to, saying. Because that, that's how some clever cunt out there will take that. Then people take it the wrong way. So yeah. Like, I got into exercise, but then they don't even think about nutrition and yeah. stuff like that. It is healthy to get your heart rate up. It's yes. healthy to be strong. It is healthy to to work out, obviously, depending on what you're doing. If you're a really heavy person, you're running might not be generally healthy. Every, everything's yes, linked. Calories, yeah. that's it. Everything's linked. Like I said before, if someone comes in for the first time in the gym with the mate, and then they get friendly with everybody else and they come down, they've now got the social and the mental side of it. So they're going to feel better. They'll feel healthier fitter, more active, which they are being, which will then reflect in the nutritional choices. But then it's like, oh, well, no, no, I'm being quite good lately, actually. I don't want that. I don't want two date nights a week. I don't want four takeaways a week. They'll start to make them decisions themselves. That's where they're going to start seeing the results is when they make them decisions themselves. Not It doesn't matter how many times we stand in front of a camera with a whiteboard. We can give them all the information possible. It's still out there. It's even online. It's, it's all over the place for them to see. Dig it out on the decent sources on social media. It's all up there for them. Nothing will change until they actually realise or until they actually do it themselves. And it comes that down to the beginning of um, like whatever we do in the gym without us having a PT there and coaching them at the time. They could go to a commercial gym and get everything that we tell them on Facebook or yeah. or YouTube or thingy. But uh, them people on YouTube aren't going to give you the nutritional advice and the support, i.e. coaching in the gym and the nutrition when things get tough, when you sort of you drop into um, a bad state with your food or anything like that. You, they, they're not going to give you the support. That's where you pay personal trainer because you can go on YouTube if you're motivated you can go on YouTube and just do a yeah. workout and then you probably end up picking up some shit as well well yeah that's a, that's another thing usually people who are on uh, YouTube are doing things like Joe Wicks and yeah. um, high intensity exercise for the masses amount of people who probably shouldn't be doing it yeah. so um, I think the best one I've seen at minute is the girl on Facebook selling you little sachets of powder that you put into boiling water and it's going to help you sleep. Exactly. She's doing a live video telling her she's taking it before bed. It's about half 10, 11 o'clock at night. Get to fucking bed earlier. Yeah. Start, start <laughs> put, put your phone down that's giving off artificial light yeah, well, and keeping good. you awake. It's stopping you from your final phase of sleep and put your fucking phone down. Taking responsibility because people are looking for the, the little things that make things so easy that they don't yeah. have to take responsibility for what they're doing. So on your phone, you have something called a blue light. Oh, put, yeah, it's uh, blue light mode. Dark, dark mode. Dark mode. Put dark mode on. It's on a schedule now, yeah. So you put it on a schedule. But so that, I'm, again, that won't 100% stop it. No, it will reduce it. But it will help it. That's yeah. take responsibility for, oh, I am on my phone a bit too much. I will do it. Instead of, obviously, taking it off. Like, we are attached to our phones, and it isn't great, but it's the life that we live in, and I run my business off my phone. So. No, this is what I say to Shannon. I do, I do do try and make an effort that when I get back in, because I'll have been here from half five in the morning, um, 
I can be getting back at like nine, half nine, ten o'clock at night. So I do try and make the effort to spend it with him. Sometimes, though, if there's for the last two hours I've been busy, I've got messages that I need to catch up on. Yeah, you have to do some stuff, some things crop up, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I've got to deal with this now. But that's, just, that's, but that's exactly the same as fat loss. Yeah. Think of it as that. Some things will crop up. Yeah. Accept it, and then just move on from it. Yeah, figure out how you can get around it. Yeah. Do, do, I, do I not count the calories because it's too much thinking? I'm not even getting around maybe. it, just look, putting it in. Yeah. Well, maybe Accepting it that it's there, and it's something that needs to be done, yeah. and then just, right, crack on again. If you know that you've had an absolute shite day at work and all you want is a takeaway at home with your partner and a bottle of wine, just friggin' do it. Stop putting yourself through that mental torture. Yeah, you've had a mental torture. Of then what you're probably going to do. If if it's one o'clock at work in the afternoon, you've had the most horrendous morning ever. Kids have pissed you off as well to start off with. You've had the most horrendous morning. You then get into work, your colleague's been a cunt. And then all you want... Is like I say, to just get home and have that takeaway and that bottle of wine. Just accept that you're going to do that at night. There, when you realise the problem, just do it. Otherwise, if you keep going through all that day, you're just going to mentally drain yourself. You probably, you probably end up snacking on a load of stuff and eating horrendously, and then grabbing cappuccino on the way home as well. That's got three, four hundred calories in it, and then you're going to have to take away and thing. Just accept it. Yeah. Say right, I've put that in. I tell you what, I'm going to make sure I have something healthy for my lunch before I get back home. I'm going to drink two litres as well of water before I get back in. Um, and then I'm going to have that and I'm going to enjoy it. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll go for a nice walk. Take the kids out for a walk. It's, uh, it's important not to feel guilty about yeah. any food that you eat. Unconditional permission to eat. Another Martin McDonald quote just seems like one of his He's not paying us, by the way. He's not paying <laughs> us, no. Um, if he is, we've not seen it. And you need that freedom to... Enjoy food because, like, even though you're having that takeaway, it doesn't mean it's for some reason it has this perception that it's bad when it might only be 200 calories more than what you'd have for tea anyway. Yeah, so you just go, you don't think of it as a thousand calories, you just think of it as 200 more than what you would have. Yeah, like, that's that's not the end of the world. You could probably be still be in a calorie deficit depending on how the rest of the day's gone, or even your maintenance, just up to your maintenance, or it's maintenance, or it's surplus, it doesn't matter. But as long as you understand what, like, what nutrition or what, depending on what results that you want. Obviously, if you want a fat loss, you understand calorie deficit, um, need and stuff like this to obviously ensure that you can get into it, obtain a calorie deficit. But maintenance, surplus, borrowing calories. Um, if you understand all that and you educate yourself, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to be flexible with your diet and obviously making changes day to day, high carb one day, low, high protein the other, um, calorie deficit one day, surplus another, maintenance another day. It's, that's the, the flexibility that you'll probably need, but ultimately it comes down to what goals you want to how you're going to get that. But if you're just living to maintain your weight, you can do whatever you want all the time. Yeah. Just like shift calories left and right to ensure that you stay at the same weight. High protein, low protein, day to day, doesn't matter. As long as you sort of enjoy your food and you know you're not eating something because it's, well, you don't want to be eating uncondition- um, unconsciously and you don't want to eat on the back of emotion. But 
of like say if you've got all that in check, you make your decision, you go for it. Mm. That's it. It's not to feel guilty about. Yeah. So, um, I think that was a really good chat. It's got a one hour twenty five. My phone's turned off. She'll probably do some work now, shouldn't she? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much, Sean. That was a really good chat about um, a lot of things. I'm going to have to read through this and section them off. Uh, But uh, very informative. Another good chat after we didn't record the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But never mind. Sean will be on again at some point. Absolutely. And uh, hope you all enjoy this podcast. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Take care.